Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm your co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. I really, really loved exercise. I loved moving my body. I loved running when it started, but what made me take a complete step in the opposite direction was when it became really, really toxic for me. And that's where the running has become really, really enjoyable, where I can go, okay, I'm training at an intensity that works for me. I can still get through my day and play all the other roles that I need to play. And I think the word that kind of encompasses all of this is balance. So how do we find balance as female athletes? And I found my balance from learning how to say no and not giving in to the peer pressure of what was happening around me. Nicola! Davide. I'm broken. You're broken. <laughs> Tell us why you're broken. I decided to go trail running this weekend. Oof. In the Franschuk Mountains. Well. For 37 kilometers. We can say you're back, my boy. We could say that. We, we could say I was on a trajectory to a clean breakaway of fatigue and I was on the right path. You were recovering. I was recovering and then I think I've now taken a slight dip. Um, but it was an interesting weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm not much of a trail runner, as I was telling you before, mm. before mm. the session. The only advantage I had on that race was when it was flat and it was like a road because <laughs> going up the mountain and coming down the mountain is just, it's not pretty to watch. So you're saying anything that is technical and trail anything running. Anything that is technical. But in all fairness, I didn't practice for any of it. So, but it's, I, I, I actually don't think it's something I want to practice. Oh, uh, is it? It's a, a trail running, you know, we, we do a lot of talking about trail mm. running. We have a lot of trail guests on this show. And I think every single time I go for a trail run, I have a newfound respect because you know, road running, you can close your eyes and you can run on a road. And, and as long as you put the training in and you get fit, you know, it's relatively straightforward. But trail running, there's just so much to it. And it hurts. It hurts. There's something about it that's just, you're it's, out of rhythm, you're out of sync. It's not just like that fitness, that lung hurt. It's the jarring the, on the body. The hills are steep. The descents are treacherous. Davey reckons there's a guy that had a wish straight from hell that came straight <laughs> past him. Well, funny uh, enough, my, my race number was actually 666, triple six. <laughs> and I got quite a few comments. And he was the guy that saw me coming from behind and he actually was like, I really, I don't like the omen that is that is coming from to, you. From you, like that is the devil's number. And I was like, okay, well, I can't do anything about it. Maybe you should run faster. And that's exactly what he did. So he ran away from you. <laughs> he ran away from me. Was that because you couldn't keep up with him though? I think there's a, there's an element at the end of your trail that perhaps you were you were starting to fatigue a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's classic comrades fatigue. But I, I saw on I your a, I saw on your Instagram it looked quite hectic like you had to go through like deep man, water and man i didn't sign up for any of that eh? like i also f coming from durban but you did sign up for it <sighs> yeah i didn't read i didn't read you the brief i didn't read the brief town for it. I, yeah 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 <laughs> no it was a work trip uh, but anyways i didn't read the brief and also i didn't piece two and two together what time does the sun rise in durban currently 
maybe like 10 past six, quarter past six. 10 past six, quarter past six. At this stage, yes. Okay, I'm trying to remember what time my race started. <laughs> uh, my race started at seven, okay? 7 a.m., right? That's good. It I would didn't be, yeah. pack a fucking torch, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it is going to be fine. It's going to be perfect. Didn't Until I'm driving there and it's 6.30 and the sun's still not up. And then I quickly have a little look on weather. Sunrise, 7.40. Oh, nice. So Man. first 40 minutes were in darkness, eh? Like carrying Through my, trail. Carrying my phone, using, using, <laughs> using my phone as a torch. Like, That's how much I don't know about trail running, guys. Well, lucky for you, you don't have to know too much about it. I know your next goal is a 10K race goal. Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, trail running is supposed to be a little bit of fun. I know yeah. we got a bit of a trail trip planned. Yeah, which well, is we haven't told our our um our producer. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't confirmed. But, but on that note, <laughs> enough about me. It was it was your and our lovely producer Leah's <laughs> two year wedding anniversary yes. on Sunday, Saturday, yes, it was. Sunday. Yeah. So congratulations. We, to we you celebrated guys. by running. So he celebrated by running. We ran, running we ran this weekend, food. and I think maybe that's a that's a good segue into introducing. <laughs> yes, our guest for today. Our next guest, because our guest today is none other than. None hold other on. <laughs> our producer and on, my man. wife, <laughs> Leah. Leah. <laughs> Leah Akampora. Welcome to the show. Well, hello there. <laughs> Not your first time on the show. No, actually, uh, what number is this? Like 47, 48 episodes. Have but finally, done? I get to say you a few things, which is quite exciting. You cracked the nod. Leah is normally the one where you hear in the background where we, we bring her into a few conversations. And Leah is the one that puts in hard, all the hard work into actually making making a runner what mm, it is mm, it's not mm. me that does it it's not nick that does it no she it makes is, the magic happen she makes the magic happen so leah thank you for all of your hard work and we're so happy to to have you um, especially for this exciting next segment of of making a runner in august which is going to be woman's month woman's month maybe it's, maybe it's appropriate if a woman says that yeah, Women's Month, guys. Women's Month. Women's Month. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that 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 is appropriate. That is a it's a nice soothing voice to have yeah, on the show. Actually, yeah. And you know the reason why we wanna we wanna have this segment on making a runner is is simple. I mean, Davy and I, as much as we know lots about running, we can't pretend to relate to what it is like to be a woman in the running scene. And my lovely wife. Fortunately, has been getting into her running. She's been enjoying her running journey. And she's someone that, you know, women might be able to relate to a little bit better. So the goal of today is for us to just get to know Leah a little bit better, for our listeners to get to know Leah a little bit better, and for her to share her running journey and how she got to this point. Um, for, for me, you know, living with Leah, it's, <laughs> and, and, and also being a coach. Careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been it's been yeah, a long journey. This time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long journey. I think Leah's always had potential, and I'm I'm just happy to finally be seeing her fully using that potential and enjoying her, her running and really getting the most out of her, her her running journey. So let's let's hear a little bit more from her. Well, thanks for the intro, guys, and thank you for the nod with regards to the work on making a runner. Honestly, uh, this podcast and where it's gone in the last year has really helped me reconnect with running in a way that I 
I kind of had long forgotten. I mean, running isn't a new sport to me. Um, I've always done a little bit of running. And like with many of our guests, um, I've really been able to relate to their stories along the way. You know, started running in school. Gauteng um, athletics is quite big. Very strange year in KZN. Athletics is not, not a thing. Same. Not a thing at all. Um, it, it, I mean, kids don't do athletics at school, which is so strange because from the time that you can actually run, you're, you're running in Gauteng. So running has always been there. But long distance running to me was the 3000 meter around the track, you know, like when we were doing inter-house sports days, <laughs> there was always that sucker who had to, who had to go run the 1500 or the 3000. That was never me. I was never, ever putting my hand up for that. So, um, so Leah, you, I've, I've obviously, I've heard the story of how you and Nick, you know, the, the lovely story. It, it is a lovely story, by the way, if, uh, maybe during this segment, we can, we can tell them. It is a, it is a good story. We'll leave a bit of information out because it is oh, there's a bit of juice in it. Yeah, no, we're not spilling that tea. <laughs> oh, we're here no, to talk sorry, about running. Sorry, <laughs> but then, so I wanted to ask, um, you know, before you met Nick, you weren't mm. a runner. Well, no, I, I'd never run in the sense that I never would lace up my shoes and go running, partly because I was living in Gauteng and that's just not something you do in some suburbs of Joburg. And also I was doing other things. So sport for me was netball, it was softball. And then in school, running was always just a season. It was part of your first term. And I did um, the hurdles, the 100 meter hurdles. So my race was like, what, 20 odd seconds long and... The only running we did for it that was classified longer distance was perhaps like a kilometer of conditioning um, as part of our preseason. But no, running for me, yeah, it was it was a warm up on the treadmill before a gym session. It was maybe a little extra way to lose weight, but it was never something that I saw myself getting into. Yeah, so, well, well, and when Leah walked into the gym that I work in. Um, obviously she used to train quite a lot she used to train quite hard in the gym setting and she would go for some runs and I could see that you know while this girl's got some serious potential she can actually run quite well not taking her running seriously by any stretch of the imagination it was more just cardio on top of her strength training uh, but I, I realized that there was a lot of potential from early on and uh, you know it, it just as we know Running takes time, running takes consistency to build towards specific goals. It's not something that just happens. And sometimes it can be quite difficult getting into uh, the running journey because it, it just, it does take time. Was that the case when you, when you, when you started your running journey? So I, I remember this day quite distinctly. I was running on the treadmill and you came up to me and you were like, why are you running on the treadmill? Why don't you go run outside on the road? And I mean, 22 year old Leah again, <coughs> hailing from Manandi. Road running was dangerous, man. You don't run on the road. But having moved to Belito, I soon realized, okay, well, there's actually something really special to this. Uh, being able to go out onto the promenade. Um, you and I did a few runs together. And I, I was just about to say, I think that was next, uh, <laughs> next in. It like, was my way in. I'm going for a run. Definitely You're running in. on the treadmill. Why don't we run together? I played to my strengths. Yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> sneaky little elbow touches when oh, you get too close. The sweaty, the sweaty ones as well. Oh, those, yeah. Yeah, those are good. yeah now, now we're two years married. Now I'm like, get your elbow away from me, man. <laughs> Sis. So, so running is definitely something that you and you and Nick bonded over. It's definitely something that we bonded over, um, and it was also a really 
great way for me to stay involved in some form of organized sport outside of school. Back in Pretoria, there is a huge netball league. There's action sports centers all over the place. Belito, one being a small town, it just isn't the same kind of infrastructure. And then also, as you leave school and into the working world as an adult, I just find that there's less and less opportunity to actually participate in organized sport with other people. So joining the running club was one, a way to meet other people. And then two, also a way for me to still challenge myself because I am quite competitive. So that was probably one of the, yeah, the competitiveness was probably one of the biggest hindrances at first because I obviously wasn't good at running long distances. Well, well I see we have here in our show notes. Uh, I don't know which which one of you wrote this, but built for speed rather than distance. Oh, I didn't write that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> My lovely husband. <laughs> I just remember. And, and running coach. Hey. No, well, look, I just remember that that was a lot of the remarks of what she would, would tell me at first. You know, it was the case of, like she mentioned, she used to only do like the speed work or the shorter distance races and that's what she's used to and i can relate that back to what a lot of newbie runners feel as well when they say approach me and want to when i start running that's a common thing that i hear you know I, I can run fast i just i can't maintain that for a long time and we know that 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 is because it's two different systems at play uh, but at the same time if you don't put in consistent amount of work over the period of months and years you can't really know how your cardiovascular system handles and one thing that you can't train to a certain extent is speed so the fact that Leah had speed and that had the ability to run fast for me it was like well you know if she just trains correctly puts in a bit of work and, and starts getting consistent with her running she's really going to go far and that's that's been something that you know as a as a husband as well I've also had to respect uh, for a lot of the time because it's it's very it's a very fine line to to play between you know being a, a coach that pushes someone and also being an understanding husband that sees the other side and the reality of it so I've had to take a back step for most of the time and I'm happy to say that you know Leah's been doing this mostly by herself I'm just there to guard her whenever she needs it, but she, she knows her body. And that is, I think, something that, you know, through uh, the segment of the podcast that we're going to be getting into, which we haven't told you guys about yet, which, uh, I mean, I'm happy to say it's going to be making her runner. Yeah, uh, that's, that's my line. <laughs> sorry, you can, you can tell us. Yeah, officially speaking, a little bit more specifically to the female athlete and Without excluding any people, because I do believe at the heart of it, we are all more the same than what we are different, but physiologically female athletes have different challenges to consider when it comes to running. And for me, it's been a six year long journey. And although I, I love the compliments about being speedy, I'm an average runner. I, I yeah, I, I can get faster and, and am able to pursue some PBs, but I'm by no means a, a record setter. I'm not going out here to win any podiums. I am a very average runner. So that to me was quite a difficult thing to stomach as a competitive person when I started <laughs> running <laughs> because I just wanted to run fast. And like you said, it's a completely different system. So a lot of learning was done through trial and error. 
And having had a few female guests on the podcast in our last few episodes, there's often topics that come up that I would have loved to ask further questions about, like Yvette van Sale saying to us that she really learned to understand how to train herself after she fell pregnant. You know, she had to get to know her body. And Lauren, who came on and told us about her weight loss journey with running. There's so many different reasons that women do get into the sport, but it can be really, really intimidating. And more than anything, what I would love to achieve with the Making Her Runner episodes is creating a space where women feel supported to actually try and run because it is such a low barrier to entry sport. I just don't think enough conversations have been had around the specific challenges that females face when running. Well, let's start off directly with that. I mean, you got into your running journey, as you said, that started around about six years ago. Um, your why for getting into that journey, that's that's that was then, mm. this is now. How has that progressed over time? Oh, it's changed astronomically. So I think for the first four years of my running, I was running angry, kind of. You know, I, it was something that I was doing forcefully. I just... I wanted to run and I wanted to run better now. And I wanted to run in front with you when you started getting faster. And I was so frustrated with my journey and, oh, why is my body not working with me? And yeah, a lot of it was quite um, unenjoyable if I look back at it now. Yes, it was a means to stay fit. Uh, it was a means to stay a certain body size as well. Um, and it was never really for all of those runner's highs and all of the, the good stuff, the endorphins. Like I would hear people speaking about that part of it and I honestly just could not relate. I was like, mm, must be nice. Yeah, look, I think that, and there's a challenge in that as well where you, where you mentioned like with myself when I was getting faster and you just felt like, you know, you had that pressure on you and it eventually got to the point where you just sort of went the complete opposite mm -hmm. where you just stopped running. And I think there's a lot of people that find themselves in that situation where they perhaps get into running as a couple and it's something that they enjoy, but then, you know, physically things don't go the same way. And that's what I want to start chatting about here yeah, in terms of like the setbacks that you've had in your running journey. I mean, I, I know what those setbacks have been, but perhaps you can give our listeners a little bit of a background in terms of where your struggles have been with your running. I mean, bearing in mind that, you know, you've run every distance up until a 42 kilometer, <laughs> you, 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 you did run Cape Town Marathon in 2021, which, and, but you hacked at that and you, with no you, training, you hardly <laughs> trained, ran a 455. So, you know, how it hurts to be out there, but you still pulled yourself through and did it. But what were those setbacks? So now with hindsight, I can look back and see that I was completely overtrained. Now knowing what the symptoms of overtraining are, and I was just chronically fatigued. And that's why I wasn't enjoying my running. I was always tired. It always felt hard. I had uh, tension headaches most days after a run. By two, three o'clock in the afternoon, I was tanked. I would need to go and take a nap. And then I'd somehow have to convince myself that it's a great idea to go out and do that tomorrow again and that this is fun and that this is going to help me progress. I think it's also just because you really want to achieve your goals. Yeah. You know? and, and there's a lot of pressure that's get, that gets put on you know, achieving those goals, um, especially something as big as like your first marathon. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy and, and you do find yourself 
I've, we've all been in a situation where, where you don't feel like running and you don't feel like like going out the next day, but you do, and often, often to your own detriment. For sure. And that's exactly what was happening there, but it was because I wasn't able to listen to or even understand my body's cues. So my body was desperate for recovery um, and, and desperate for support, but all I was giving it was progress. I was saying, this is how we're going to do it. It's working for everybody else. Nick says, that's the way we do it. So I'm just going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to muscle through this. And I just, yeah, I eventually, my, my body just kind of said this far and no further. And I just started experiencing really painful and prolonged periods. So part of making her runner is also saying the P word, guys. We're going to be talking periods and menstrual cycles. That's perhaps why we'll be a co-host sh- uh, short eventually. Silence in the corner. <laughs> uh, I use a period at the end of a sentence. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. Next no, I'm just joking. Sorry. Full, full disclaimer. Yeah, that, that was a joke. <laughs> we are open about periods. We got it. And this is an open topic of conversation. Oh, this is great. I love <laughs> I love how Davey's getting a little bit bashful over here. And it's true though. Like people are awkward when it comes to speaking about the menstrual cycle and about periods because that's what we've been taught. And I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most men are, it's, we just don't know much about it. No, but it's women as well, guys. Women as well. Yeah. No, I think it's just something that is heavily misunderstood and, you know, as a female uh, with female physiology um, it's something that you just have to take into account with your training and I'm sure you'll you'll tell us about your journey of how you came around to figuring that out but just my point is also I think you know overtraining in the sense was also just not managing your energy levels correctly so it wasn't specifically only on training load Mm. because if you look at it as a training load perspective it wasn't the training load wasn't that high but you weren't managing all your other different stresses in your life very well and I think that caused overtraining rather than just running yourself into the ground day in and day out Um, but you know as you figured out eventually it, it took you a long time to come around to realizing what the issues were like you say in the beginning you didn't even know that these were things that you were suffering with yeah I I didn't know that there were problems I mean I was young I was between the age of 22 and 26 as these problems were developing and they didn't develop overnight either I went through a three-year phase where my periods just kept getting more and more aggressive um, and the pain and the symptoms that came with them became more and more exacerbating. Or I hope that's how you say that word, but there would be sometimes I was doubled over in pain. Um, in the space of six months, I had lost consciousness three times because of my body going into what I now know was a state of shock. Um, and I just thought, toughen up, girl, like, these are period pains, like you can't let them get you down. But here I was missing work, missing training sessions, and they were becoming really disruptive. But I didn't know that that was abnormal pain because what stigma and and um, keeping shame around periods has done for women is it's allowed a lot of misinformation to creep in. So yes, there is a lack of education, first of all, but then there's also a lot of misinformation. And unfortunately, the only way we are learning at this stage of the game is through experience. And and that was quite a rough experience. I mean, 
it's very hard to explain what that kind of pain feels like, but it's it's pretty all-encompassing when you are losing consciousness and vomiting and you, it's, yeah, I, I guess that's what labor feels like. I don't know <laughs> yet, but yeah, pretty awful. And to then still stay motivated to keep training and to keep progressing on top of a body that is just so tired, it was really hard to convince myself that it was possible to keep my hormones in check, have a healthy body and achieve my goals. Yeah, I mean, I also like that's what we're going to try and achieve, you know, with this whole making her runner, you know, segment is just really about the unique challenges mm. that, that comes with being a female runner. But I mean, what what are some of the other challenges or, or, or what not necessarily challenges, but what else, you know, are we going to look at touching during this, this uh, special segment? So as we have covered a plethora of different subjects with the the normal making a runner episodes i'm sure it will emerge quite naturally um but where we will also zoom in or zone in more on the the specific female experience um we're talking pelvic floor health running during pregnancy running postpartum we're talking elite females in sport and the unique challenges that they face because now they are at the very top of the game we're talking how to support your body so that you can uh, take advantage of its natural ebbs and flows and learn how to train in a way that one supports your body and still encourages progress the stigmas around uh, you know physique and diet and nutrition and mm. all of all of the things that really are unspoken yeah. about when it comes to the female uh, running journey I, I see it personally from with my coaching clients it's something that they're not even aware of until it's something that rises up in their lives and they're like well why am i feeling so tired or why am i feeling so lethargic today and i'm not hitting the times that i need to be hitting and there's there's so much more to it so i think the main reason for what we wanted to do is just to cover those reasons and that's something that is gonna is gonna run in tandem with making a runner for the for the foreseeable future you know it's it's gonna be something that is gonna be there it'll be great to get a, a female's perspective on it as well from the guests that we've already had on already as is so i think it's just adding more value and growing our running community even further um i want to ask leah what what was the penny that dropped i mean what made you realize that you had to make a change and when that happened what was that change how did you how did you get to where you are right now well it actually came from taking a good long break um and that can feel really scary, especially if you have got two or three years of running under the belt already. But at this stage, it came from a space of desperation more than anything else. I was just absolutely over it. Um, but before I elaborate on that further, I just wanted to add to the fact that I'm not the subject matter expert on these subjects. I can only speak from my experience. And what I'm really excited to do is speak to health professionals and subject matter experts yeah, I, and, and athletes at the top of their game to to further help me understand this because it's a continuum, it's a journey. I am finally at a place where I feel like I'm making progress and I'd like to continue that, but I, I by no means have the recipe or the secret sauce. I, I think just to also bring in a bit of context into all of this is that for this making her runner 
segment when we have these episodes i'm going to be taking a step back mm. leah is going to be coming into my role so we're going to be having exciting guests that we're not going to mention just yet because they really are quite amazing but yeah leah, leah will basically be guiding the conversation and and we're going to be interviewing um, um guests obviously that are prominent in the field for all the topics that we want to touch on so yeah, yeah. i think sure. that's just a bit of important information that when, <laughs> that when you when it's when, not just us when leah sounds like dave <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening. <laughs> and and two guys, we don't need two guys for the Making Her Runner podcast. No. One's uh, enough. Wh- Nick, wh- Nick is enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking Davey is a little bit more touching to the feminine side. Maybe I do dress better than you. so <laughs> <laughs> And you groom better. I was I just about better. to say that. Please, please control that beard. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, this is not about me. This is about you. So the penny that dropped. Yes. The penny that dropped. Um, oh, gosh. Without making it a really long and boring story, I had a, a long period of just training for goals and doing like a, a three-month prep, a 12-week prep, getting to that goal, running that goal. And then, like we said in the episode with a psychologist, Kurst von Heerden, I'd get to that finish line and all I would feel is relief. I'd be like, oh my gosh, thank goodness that's done. I can't wait to sleep this week. I don't want to run. I, I'm so happy I don't have to run. And I would I would go through these three months on, three months off cycles, three months on, three months off cycles, and never really get anywhere. And then be really frustrated because I'm seeing everybody else around me progress. I'm going, am I missing something? Like, uh, is there something everybody else knows that I don't? And I got into a really toxic space with running. I think that's the right word to call it. And and that made me take a complete step back from exercise. Um, you had mentioned my time as a gym trainer and that's what brought me to Belito in the first place. I really, really loved exercise. I loved moving my body. I loved running when it started. But what made me take a complete step in the opposite direction was when it became really really toxic for me and having that five month break and that perspective allowed me to return to running and return to movement in general but on my own terms and and figure that out for myself and what do you do differently now that you didn't do before because obviously you've you've figured it out yeah you've taken a break you're running again you've learned more about who you are as a person and how your body obviously works and all of that so so what would you say is some of the most different things that you're doing now than you that you weren't doing before the single the single most effective thing that i have started doing in my training is fueling so previously i would train fasted Um, I was never much of a breakfast person. I didn't really prioritize eating. I ate when I was hungry and I definitely didn't feel during longer runs. And now I can understand and I've had some really great um, mentorship and help along the way. Um, Big shout out to Dr. Tarushka Naidu. She is a homeopath specifically um, concerned with women's well-being. She helped me understand how to one track my cycle I had no idea where I was within my cycle I would just wake up and run if it hurts oh gosh maybe I'll just run a little bit less Um, but one I track and I feel I feel religiously I eat before a run I eat during a run and I eat immediately after a run and I eat a lot I don't I don't skimp on the food and as we've learned from Ant eating is one of the key recovery metrics and I can tell you right now that is no word of a lie (laughs) Yeah, she gets into all my names, sport. 
which it's is not, not our, yours. It's not our <laughs> name's fault. It's something that uh, yeah, I've had to learn to share. I've. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I used to budget. I used to budget for myself. And now it's like, you know, where's all the food gone? And it's gone. There is there is yeah. no budget. Yeah. There, we, I've, I've discussed this. <laughs> there is no food budget between you two. Oh, and there's a food budget for you guys? There is a food budget. <laughs> Kath and I chat, hey? There is a food budget. <laughs> Anything you want to eat is on the budget. Yeah. So, so now, okay. So now you've figured out your, well, Still figuring mm. out, but getting on top of it, understanding it a little bit better. Um, obviously, busy training for Cape Town Marathon again, going for that vengeance oh, yeah. and uh, hoping to run a good time there. Um, what what has sort of the heart been the highlights of your training journey up until this point? Because we've, we've, we've spoken about the difficult moments, mm. but you know, there's, there's definitely been some good moments in that in that time frame as well in the last six months. Otherwise, you, st- you wouldn't still be running for sure. Um, I started training last year, September again, after taking a five-month break from exercise in general. And let me tell you, the first few weeks were not enjoyable, but I can definitely say that this, call it what, 10 months now, is honestly the honeymoon, the highlight of my entire experience with exercise. And it's not based on the way that my body looks, but it's based on the way that I feel in my body. I feel strong. I feel fast. I feel reactive. I feel like I have energy. There is never a day that I am pushing past what I have the capacity for. And the highlight is definitely just being able to know that and then being able to go and test that at the Two Oceans 21 that I ran in April. And I have never had a more enjoyable race experience. The build-up to it was absolutely perfect. The race was absolutely perfect. And it came from a space of running educated I didn't line up at that start line like many of my other races, kind of like head down, trying to dissociate and forget about where I was. I I lined up there with a purpose. I stood there with my feet on the ground firmly, knowing that I was there to accomplish something that day. And the day was the day. It it really came together for me. And even on the harder Um, parts of the course because it's quite a challenging course that hill um, (laughs) between 11 and 13 kilometers is really challenging I knew what I needed to do to get up the hills and it's no secret it's all stuff that we have discussed on previous episodes of making a runner I've been listening quite intently (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes you're hopefully tuned in I'm tuned in I listen to every single one biggest fan takes Davies Um, (laughs) hums out the way I'm joking you're welcome guys (laughs) But yeah, it's it's just been listening, um, testing, taking what works for me and using it and ignoring what doesn't. I don't need to do everything right. I just need to do what's right for me on the day. And hopefully that's going to get me to my immediate goal, which is my 10K in August. And then the Cape Town Marathon where I am coming for vengeance. Well, ah, first of all, I'm quite excited to be co-hosting the show with someone who believes in strength training, because <laughs> you know at least we can talk on on a on a similar level about strength training. With Davey, it feels like I'm just hitting my head against the wall, left, right, and center. 
Oh, he, I'm, I'm he, sorry. He's not liking this conversation. I'm, I'm, right so, I'm sorry. Were you expecting a response from <laughs> such a snotty comment like that? I'm just excited. Excuse? Well, no, whoa, whoa. I, I, yeah, carry on. You can. You guys can talk about the, strength training. The reason why I wanted to bring it up is because <laughs> she's been strength training a lot. I want to know about your strength training, and do you feel like that's that's a big element of your your running where it is right now? Definitely, um, but <coughs> but I will tell you that I'm only feeling that way now. Ten months later, I started strength training again last year September religiously. I do at least two sessions a week. I lift heavy stuff. And for me, strength training is play. Like, it's it's so cool to be able to move my body in challenging ways and to be able to move heavy objects. It feels it feels great to be strong, man. Oh, it feels, yeah, it'll be feels nice. great to, <laughs> to lift a bar. Some up. Heavy objects, but <laughs> Nick, ma- Nick makes me punch the air and do bicycle kicks on my tummy. I've never. Did lift, you hear the I've first never, part? I've never <laughs> once lifted a weight. It With takes. Nicholas it Akinpura. takes. It takes years of consistency. I actually consistency. think you want to sabotage my running career. <laughs> I think you make me wake up at four a.m. to get there at five a.m. So I'm fatigued and tired, and then actually just make me like roll around on the floor. Well, here's a disclaimer. I've given Davy an AI bot to help uh, to help train <laughs> Davy yeah, because he doesn't me. listen to me. So I've given him this AI trial. You think I don't listen to you? Just wait until you see what I do with you're AI. Gonna, you're listening to Robotnik now. Objectivity, <laughs> <laughs> the elements of objectivity. I'm gonna teach it what I like. <laughs> uh, it's not always about what you like. Sometimes you to to get what you want, you got to do the <clears> things you don't like. And I know personally that. Eventually, you'll get to enjoy the training. But as runners, we don't naturally like to be in the gym. It is not uh, where we want to be when we want it. When we could be out there running on a beautiful road on a nice day. But you know, it's it's a the longevity of it is what's made a difference for you, Leah, in particular. It's something like you said. It's something that you took time to get into, and now you're seeing the benefits of it. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen overnight. Our cardiovascular fitness improves way quicker than our strength. So that's something that's got to be nourished slowly over a period of time. And like everything else, it just takes consistency. I don't know if that's 100% true for me. I will challenge you on that one. Uh, this is like, your new co-host. You'll, you'll like that, day. This is your new co-host. I just go with the flow, man. <laughs> <Sure>. Good luck. <laughs> this whole cardiovascular system thing Sounds has... Like back home. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'd like to challenge you on that one because I feel like I have easily been able to become stronger and perhaps that's also why I am a foster, a naturally foster athlete. Um, I think power is something that I've always had quite abundantly. If I look at what sports I've done in the past, it's all been quite agility-based, quick bur- bursts of energy. And I think that's a power thing. I mean, you would know as the bio, but the cardiovascular side of things that has taken literally years for me to I, develop i'm hearing things that i quite like yeah stronger foster hey <laughs> what time do you train <laughs> this guy yeah. this guy over here she's like she's saying nick you're talking shit dave i can get your results in two weeks ask me and what I'm, i squatted last week davy what did you squat last body week? weight man my own body weight I squatted my own body weight. Davy squats a 10 kilo bar at the gym. <laughs> it's actually the training bar. He tried to put weights on it the other day. It almost <laughs> bent the whole bar over. 
told him, Davey, what are you doing? You're breaking the bars around you. This is why I don't train with you. He did like six squats and left, went home. That was it. I, that was his I, training I session. Actually, I asked Nick to take a video <laughs> of me doing squats. Of those six squats. And then I left. <laughs> no, just to tick the box. Don't believe what you see on Instagram, kids. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. We move on from we that. We move on. Um, even though I was challenged on my on my comment there, I, <laughs> I do think what that... What do you think about Let it, it go, though? man. Let it go. No, I honestly think that you know, cardiovascularly, there's always more work that can be done in order to improve cardiovascularly. I'm just making that comment from what I do see. Mm. Naturally speaking, when people start their running journey, cardiovascularly, they improve fairly quick. What they struggle with is their body lags behind. And that's because you've got a history of having done strength training previously. You've also told me in the past that you felt your strongest running when you were doing a lot of strength training as mm -hmm. well. So you have that history. You know, when people are initially getting into it, the excitement of going from 2Ks to 3Ks to 5Ks can often become 10Ks very quickly. But physically, your body takes months to, to build up to that. And that's all I'm saying from my end is it just, you got to give it the time. And for Davey in particular, that's something that he hasn't, being able to give yet but i'm sure that we're slowly chipping away at uh, at this mindset of of strength training it's and not, it's not a mindset it's a it's a, it's a lifestyle no it's <laughs> just um I, my boy you know what it is i can't travel to Belito <laughs> for my running for my gym for everything it's a yeah, I know. it's a, it's a it's a time and it's a it's it's an inconvenience quite frankly but I am looking at doing home exercises. So watch the space. I like doing gym exercises. I just don't have the, the you, you, please is far, man. Okay. We're working on capacity. it. Yes. But to bring it in, like there's nothing wrong with those home exercises. I'm thinking about the person on the other end of this who is now going to be listening to this going, I would like to become a runner, making a runner how am I now going to do three runs a week? I must now gym. I must now do heavy squats. I must now do quality sessions. I must still cook for my kids. I must uh, spend some quality time with my husband, go out with the girls. I must achieve my career goals. Like it can become quite a lot. Exactly. So I can understand why strength training would be the first to kind of fall off of the bandwagon if you are- Especially when Nick on his high horse- works in a gym 24 7 <laughs> and here he is gymming every single day and true. he's and he's casting a shadow on us and he's like why, why aren't you training bro yeah man <laughs> you you just want if you want to improve it's what you got to do you got to prioritize these things and i understand that life gets in the way and i understand that it sometimes can be inconvenient but i guess it depends on on what it is that you want to do our ration of like, 5k Okay. It doesn't matter. You're faster than me. <laughs> Anyways. Without the tangent though, I think that <laughs> I think that something that you've said in the past um, is something that I've now started to feel. And it's not that the strength training for running is important because of the strength element. It's important because of the connection to your body element. Mm. So the more you strength train, the more different variations of movement that you put your body through 
the better your nervous system fires and wires together. So now all of a sudden, I'm aware of what my arm's doing at the same time as I'm aware of what my leg's doing, my glutes doing, my calves doing. I can tell if I'm running too much on my calves. I can tell if I'm not swinging my arms hard enough. I can tell if I'm not engaging my pelvic floor because I'm connected to all of those things simultaneously. And that's what the strength training has been able to do in its first phase. And then after that, that's where the fun has started that's where now. where the gains come. Where the gains have come, where I ran up a hill this week and I felt like I was a beast, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt 10 feet tall and it was such a good feeling. And that's where the running has become really, really enjoyable for me where I can go, okay, I'm training at an intensity that works for me. I can still get through my day and play all the other roles that I need to play. I can still participate in activities that I enjoy outside of running like yoga I can go to a Pilates class and I think the word that kind of encompasses all of this is balance so how do we find balance as female athletes how do we make her runner in a way that honors your unique menstrual cycle your unique journey where you're at what you're coming to this for if you're coming to this postpartum if you're coming to this as a teenager who uh, never participated in sporting school but would like to lose some weight because now you've gone to first year and first year spread I mean we've heard that story countless times but the word there is balance and I found my balance from learning how to say no and not giving in to the pure pressure of what was happening around me. And that's that's quite difficult. <laughs> well, hopefully with, with the show, we'll be able to cast some more tips on how to find that balance for you as an individual and, and listening to the right people speaking about, you know, the topics, the subject matter experts of these topics. I think that's going to cast a nice light on all the difficulties that women in sport and in running uh, have to, to achieve that balance. And if we can help guide you just a little bit in the right direction, I think that then we're doing exactly what we're trying to achieve as making a runner. So I think, you know, Based on what you're telling me right now, I'm very excited. I, I know we've been we've had this in the pipelines for a while. Uh, we've we've now finally gone ahead and we we're going to be doing it, which is so cool. Um, but what's next for you in your running journey, and um, how has your why for running changed to what? Wh- why are you running now? Great question. Um, my why for running now has shifted from that angry kind of competitive space to a space where I'm showing up for myself and showing myself that I can do difficult things but I can do it simultaneously giving myself space and grace on the days that I need to Um, and I don't have to choose between healthy hormones and achieving my running goals. I can aspire to one day run the Comrades Marathon and I can aspire to one day run an ultra endurance race where previously I didn't think that was possible. Um, But my immediate goal is something a little bit more humble. It's a 10K. Um, It's probably my favorite distance out of all the distances that I have run in the past. Um, It's nice and fast and snappy, uh, which you've learned through this conversation. I, I quite like again 
very normal athletes, so don't be expecting some crazy times. But my previous 10K PB is a 48.59, and I'd like to go and run as close as I can to 45 minutes. But the exciting part is not necessarily the me attached to it. I'm going to be running for a cause. I'm going to be running for the Red Movement. And the Red Movement is an incredible organization started here in South Africa that aims to alleviate period poverty. So uh, there's a huge educational component attached to it as well in teaching women, young girls about their female bodies. And I couldn't think of a more accurate cause to associate these making her runner episodes with and to further their work because other than the privileged issues that we have been discussing right now there really is an issue in our country and other developing countries where women young girls female athletes are not given the same opportunities to participate in and pursue sport, even their education, because they lack the sanitary products to be able to participate in life. They are literally... And the understanding. I mean, they're literally at home bleeding for a week of every month. How do you progress in your life as a human being when you are missing out on life for one week of every single month? And this is just a human function. It's a fundamental human right. So it's it's something I feel really passionate about. The fact that I've been able to navigate the trials and tribulations that I've been able to, having access to medicine, having access to specialists is something I feel really, really grateful for. And if I can further the work of the Red Movement by running and inspiring other women to run and pursue their goals as well, that will be incredible. It's literally a hundred rand for a cup that lasts a girl 10 years. It is insane how much difference can be made. Well, there you have it. You, you've heard it first. How can people get involved in the Red Movement if, they, if they're interested in what you're saying? So the Red Movement, you'll find them on Instagram, you'll find them on Facebook, you'll find them on all mo- major platforms. You can make a direct donation and then just keep up to date with my socials as well as making a run of socials as we put out more information on how we specifically are going to be rallying behind this course. Yeah, that's awesome. Epic, epic. Yeah, thank you. Well, guys, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a really, really exciting uh, chapter for Making Runner. And um, I think we've got the most amazing co-host, Thanks, Leah Akampora, <laughs> and uh, the other co-host, this guy to my left over here. <laughs> we not really bored no, him, we, bored we him up too much. His ego, his ego is too, we're not talking too, high, too high already. But guys, um, yeah, I think, Leah, we're, we're so excited for this. And thank you for, for taking, you know, taking the time out of your already busy schedule um, with everything you know, making run related and everything else that you do, um, and just bringing you know, bringing some spotlight onto women in the sport, and I think it's going to be a really amazing journey. Thank you, Davy, and thank you for creating space for me over here. And really, you guys started the podcast with some nice things to say about my role in this, but you guys have done an absolutely incredible job at growing this platform. And the fact that it's reached as many people as it has, I just can't wait to have that reach further expand into communities that we aren't currently talking to and to be able to learn more about how to unlock her inner athletes with you guys on board so thank you thank you guys we we hope that you enjoyed the show and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time for making her runner making her runner unlocking her
athlete. athlete. Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road